Hey, wherever you're listening to the Confound Millennial at is totally rad, but if you want to get the full experience, make sure to check us out on the Anchor app. Thanks. Welcome to Confound Depressed But Downright Hopeful with Stephen Sturvin Michaels, that be me. And I know that last week, or I guess it was last week, whenever I made the first episode, uh, this is episode two, I said in episode one this would be more of a solo podcast, but I had the opportunity to have someone that I thought would be pretty good fit for confound depressed downright hopeful not saying that he is a depressed person uh but saying that um you know he's had a life deal him a couple of you know fun hands and he's uh made the best with it and he's really a uh, role model for what the idea behind confound depressed downright hopeful is and that is my good buddy jordan downey hey buddy Hey, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. You're welcome. I'm glad to finally get you on here. Yeah. Uh, on the podcast in some way. I know um, we've talked about it for a while, and this yeah. is going to be your first appearance. Sadly, your first appearance won't happen on the Confound Millennial, but under the umbrella of the Confound Millennial. Absolutely. But still, it's a very big podcast. Yeah. You know, thirty something viewers. <laughs> we look. I'm just proud to be a niplet. Is that what it's called? A yeah, you're a niplet. Yeah, I'm just proud to be a niplet. All right, and part of the family now. So yes, you're part of the family. Um, so that you know that means a lot either way. Which you know, I'll we'll always be brothers. But yeah, man. Uh, sorry, I haven't been able to be a part of these more. You know, I mean, you kind of know my situation right now, and I want you know I want to be here, but I it's really not what I want you know right now it's more what I need yeah so when I get the chances to I'll definitely be around for these but um but um but um but um every time I say but um I've got to sing it yeah if I catch myself because you do it a lot or something yes okay that's um, fine quite often <laughs> uh I know this is bad to say around you but somebody had made a joke the other day about how there should be a confound millennial drinking game drink every uh, time I say but um and I said don't do that you'd end up dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah or just really hammered or asleep you know not all the no, way not if, even watching the whole episode if you drank especially in the earlier episodes every time I said but um yeah. You would have to get your stomach pumped. <laughs> like, I'm just really bad at it. Yeah, it's okay, man. I mean, it kind of comes along with the craft, I feel like, you know. Yeah, um, it's uh, one of the... There's a couple things I've picked up on that I'm not that good at. Or, not that I'm not that good at. I'm I'm bad about doing certain things, like repeating punchlines that yeah. other people say and saying but on a lot. But... This is a confound millennial talk. We're going to get to the real, just the the the, the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah, I'm a real podcast now, Jordan. Oh yeah, you're legitimate. I mean, I I see the mugs on this table. 
You know? No, because this week I gained something that makes us real, what really real. Mean? Not not merch, not the not the mug, not the giant banner that says "Confound Millennial" on it. With the regular foam fingers and the middle foam fingers, mind you. But we got a hater. Hey, man, that means you're moving up. You're coming up. And here's what I want to say. I want to say, screw you, Todd Sable, but I love you, Todd Sable. Because a good buddy of mine, or not good buddy, but a guy I used to look up to. Yeah. Me and Caleb, we used to look up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard he'd been talking some sh- yeah, some some bad stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, about me and the podcast, and at uh-huh. first that really like tore me up a bit because I was like, I looked up to this dude. Yeah. I thought he was great. I loved yeah. hanging out with him. Like, like, in other words, it would be different if it was somebody you didn't know at all, or like somebody that hadn't been connected to you. Right. You know? It's not like some like random guy on the internet some, found some the podcast yeah. and started saying all oh, this stuff sucks. Yeah. It's a dude that I had looked up to for a while. Yeah. Started talking crap about it and me and some other buddies of mine too, and at first it kind of hurt, you know. Yeah. But then I realized. You know, you haven't made it if you don't got some haters. True. You know, if everybody loves you, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> that's right. I mean, yeah. That's, I've, that's I've got my diehard fans, and mm-hmm. now I've got a hater. And uh, so, once again, I just, I want to say on that, and they'll, you know, screw you, Todd Sable, but... but we love you. And you make us better. You make us better. You make us what we want to be. Legit. <laughs> you know? And uh, you were kind of telling me a little bit of some stuff you've been learning in rehab that kind of goes alongside uh, this little epiphany I've had of... Yeah. Uh, care to tell me a little bit about that? Or? Yeah. Um, so, kind of... I'll just give like a little back story on what's going on too. Yeah, you can just give us a little catch up. Um, um, you know, we got plenty of time. Yeah, so uh, I actually, I talked, you know, I'd said earlier, I'm, I'm not here all the time for these things. And that's mainly because I am in rehab or it's, I mean, right now it's technically called regeneration program um, because I'm not being rehabilitated to the man I used to be. I'm trying to be a new man. I'm trying to be changed into something different. Um, so, you know, they kind of call it that, but it's still, you know, the same ideas of rehab. I still get drug tested and stuff like that. So I'm a drug addict, you know, uh, I have, you know, I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of things in the past, I guess that have, uh, I, I've held on to, you know what I mean? Some people are really strong and they just let it go and they're able to move on with their life. Um, you know, I, I think that a part of me subconsciously even, you know, I try not to think about those things and I think that me pushing that away and never really talking about it until I got into this rehab. It's the first time I've really even talked about, you know, things that have happened to me. Um, you know, it kind of made me realize that subconsciously I was holding on to a lot. Um, but not only that, you know, I, I chose to do this to a, become a different man, but also 
you know, be for my relationships currently and then my future relationships, you know, with love of my life or, you know, like the kids that I have, you know, and then just whatever, new friends, new situations. I want to be able to have the right tools to deal with things. Right. Um, you know, and, and so that's why I chose to do this. But anyway, so that's why I'm not around all the time because I'm in, you know, most people call it rehab. and I mean, that's what it is. Um regeneration but anyway so it's I'm not gonna lie you know I'm not gonna Bible thump or anything like that but it is um, faith-based it's Christian based so there's Christian principles in it um, it's not like AA like a 12-step program or anything like that it's you know inpatient I'm you know I've, I'm living there for the I've been today marks three months I've been there today on the day I mean I just got a pass that's why I'm doing this right now but um, and I have seven more months to go after this until I graduate and, you know, I can get my certificate and, you know, I've been sober and whatever. But, you know, I thought when I first got there that it was just going to be, my goal was to be sober. You know what I mean? Um, right. Uh, my goal was to be able to deal with what happened to me and just be sober and deal with it instead of numbing it with, you know, drugs and you know, with like heroin and pills and, you know, cocaine, whatever drugs I could get my hands on. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a wild experience, um, as far as kind of what led me to there, you know, I mean, I was, um, I can kind of talk about this more now and I'm not glorifying this at all. My, you know, my sympathy reaches out to people who've gone through, you know, any type of abuse, um, you know, I was abused as a kid. Um, you know, I've had my 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 mother is you know a methamphetamine addict. Um, you know, I've had a lot of uh, trauma just in the family too. You know, things that have happened, um, and, and and just trust issues. You know, with all that too. You know, not being able to trust the people that I love. Um, and so that kind of went out to my relationships with everybody, and I just kind of moved farther and farther away. You can you can kind of connect with that because yeah. there was a long time where you tried to, you know, connect with me and I wouldn't connect back. Right. And I feel like we both kind of struggle with that. You know, when you're going through your, you know, stages and your, you know, your, your seasons of, you know, of depression. Severe, severe depression, you know, it's kind of like when I'm going through my, well, I'm going to push everyone away kind of attitude. Um, like how, what I'm going through, you know, I, I kind of want to do it alone. So I, I do connect with you on that. I do understand that. Um, but this program, you know, it's, it's been good for me. Um, like I said, it's faith based. It's, you know, it's, I, I am a believer in Christ. Now, if you'd asked me, you know, a couple of years ago, was I, no, I would have said no, I would have denied it, you know? Um, but, but I am, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in Christ. And I think that that is one of the biggest things that helps me get through it. Um, now that being said, there's still man involved with the healing process and this kind of, I guess, basically, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, not always through man, but what, what is God trying to tell me? Um, what is he taught? You know, what is he telling me? And I'm not one of those people that hears God speak, you know, or, you know, there's some people that say they can hear God speak. I've never heard, you know, a, a voice inside my head or, or a voice out loud be like, Hey, Jordan, you know, I want you to do this or, you know, I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it you can see it through other people and their actions and what kind of what tests they put you through as far as patient goes. Um, 
right. you know, being patient with people. Uh, you know, somebody, you know, flips you off on the road and, you know, you want to, you know, ride, you know, you want to run over them with a monster truck and crush their car into the ground. But, you know, um, I feel like that those are all tests for you, you know, even like the small things. But so, you know, you kind of said about, you know, the haters and uh, I, it really ties into what I'm going through there because I've always, you know, because of my trust issues, I feel like that people are against me a lot, even the people that I love. Right. Um, you know, I, I kind of get to that defensive mode to where I, you know, the whole trust thing pl- goes back into play and I'm like, well, they're going to hurt me. And, you know, so anyways, there's, I'm around a bunch of guys all the time. <laughs> so needless to say, there are, you know, arguments. <laughs> yeah. No women, no ladies, unfortunately, um, which sucks, but you know, anyways, but, but that's, that is what it is. It's less distractions, but, um, you know, I feel like that there's, so, so I'm listening and I'm also, you know, trying to apply that to the hardships that I have there. Um, you know, for instance, like this one kid, I, he got mad at me for something there and he said, you know, I, I kick your, you know, I kick your butt in front of your family right now. You know, and he said that to me and he's got, he, he's got, you know, some, he, he's 18, but he's really, you know. 10 or something yeah. like that. He's, he's not developed fully, but you know, me being the person that's, that I am. And when I get defensive and someone threatens me and especially brings my family into it, you know, I got really upset with them and I could have, I could have responded a better way and said, I was like, bring it on. You know, I was driving. So it's not like, you know, he could have done any, or if he did hit me, I would have, you know, probably wrecked the car that we were in. Yeah. But I was driving, you know, but I was just kind of like, you know, all right, man, bring it on, you know, come on, boy, like, let's do this. You know, you're just a kid, like, you don't know anything. <laughs> but, and, and so that was a test that I had failed. Um, you know, there's there's different moments um, where, where someone's going to hate on you and it's like, okay, if I respond with malice and hatred, how is that going to make this any better than what it already is? Yeah, they said that to you, but does it make you a weak person for not responding negatively no I think it actually makes you a stronger person I think most people would respond back in a negative way and alright I'm going to kick your butt because you said you're going to kick mine you know or, yeah. or whatever you know I think that actually makes you even more of a stronger person if you can hold your tongue and maybe say hey man you know don't don't talk to me that way I and mean, still stand up for yourself don't roll over and let people walk all over you but at the same time don't respond to where it's just going to make it 10 times worse than it already is. He's already pissed. He's already mad at me. You know what I mean? He, you know, he's, he's saying whatever he can to make me react. And I, you know, that's part of, you know, part of dealing with the haters in that way is, you know, when someone's hating on me, I have to react positively because if I don't, like I said, it's not helping out anyone, especially not helping out me when I'm, when my goal is to have a closed mouth um, to have, you know, to be, to be slow to anger instead of so quick to anger. Um, so that's just an example, um, of not only, you know, something bad happened, but now I might have responded a bad way, but now in hindsight, I see that I can make that into a positive. Um, right. And that's the biggest thing, you know, I know you had said this, but you know, it starts off with, you know, in, in a depression or hopeless, but then it goes into um, finding hope 
and and uh, yeah. and finding that finding that good in the bad things, you know, um, you know, for instance, again, the whole hater idea. We do this thing every week. It's called sociogram, and it's on Thursdays. And basically, we have three different categories: spiritual growth, attitude, and work ethic. And there's two men in each category. Uh, everybody in the program is involved in it. And there's a good, there's a good vote, and there's a negative vote, or an affirmation, and then a concern. That's how we put it. But to make it easy, a positive and a negative. Um, each one of those categories have each two men, a good and a bad, in each one, in each one of them. For most weeks, um, I've either gone under the radar, haven't gotten many votes for anything. What would be an example of like a positive uh, vote and a negative one? Okay, so like, um, for instance, uh, just little things even, but like, so instance, I got a negative spiritual growth for on Sunday when the when the time change happened. Mm-hmm. I accidentally, I tried to change my clock to, I had to wake up at 7, so I just changed the alarm to 6, but I think it was 6 p.m., not a.m. Oh. So, anyways, and I didn't set the actual time up up, up an hour. You know, I didn't do that, and I should have. But anyways, um, I'm one of the drivers there, and I had to drive us to church. Well, we were, I was a couple minutes late to the van, and not only that, I have to take care of, we have a dog there on property, and I don't, she, she had to go to the bathroom a bunch, and, and you can't just let her run outside, especially at night. And, you know, so I walked her outside, and, like, five times she had to go out there, and she kept waking me up. So it was just, you know, a crazy night. But anyways, and then, you know, the whole alarm thing, so I was tired and all that. I'm not trying to make excuses, but this is what happened. So I'm supposed to drive, you know, this one of our vans the next that next morning. So Saturday night, Sunday morning. And... Um, I was late because of those things, you know, because I, I guess I wasn't focused enough. I should have been more focused. Um, but I did make a mistake and that was an example. I got, you know, today this Thursday, I got voted for a negative spiritual growth because I made people late a little bit later to church. Like we didn't get there late, but we got there a little bit later than we would have. Everybody else was ready and I wasn't in other words. Right. Um, so that was a negative spiritual growth. Now, positive spiritual growth. Hey, you know, I saw you when so-and-so got upset. You went to them and said, hey, man, let's talk about this. And someone else saw that and said, I'm giving you this, you know, on Thursday. This is from the, the so, so for instance, tomorrow's Friday. So we get to look at all these days until the next Thursday to, to, to have our votes, to have six men, positive and negative for each one. But... So, you know, if, if I pray with somebody or if I, you know, minister to someone and say like, hey, you know, you're going through a hard time, let's talk about this, and someone notices that and wants to give me a positive vote, they can. This week, today, I had 10 negative votes and zero positive votes. Oh, dang. So this is the worst sociogram I've ever had. Um, we have to do it. It's, you know, it's required of us in the program. And I all, if you ask all the guys there if they wanted to do it, they'd say no. But it helps us deal with problems in front of each other with confrontation. And we put it out in the open. We talk about it. So it takes that social, kind of that social awkwardness out of it. We can be more real. Um, and, and, you know, the, the program director said to me today, this doesn't make you a bad guy because you have 10 negative votes. It just means they saw the bad more than they saw the good. How do you change that? Right. So, 
I'll, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to the end here. I know I'm babbling on. But oh, you're good, though. <laughs> but, um, and this is, for some reason, I'm one of the people in the program. Like, for instance, so-and-so could do, you know, could, could, could like, for instance, they could get, you know, they could get me a negative attitude for cussing, right? So, so-and-so in the program um, gets away with a lot more. He could cuss maybe five times that week and no one say anything about it. But right. me, Jordan, if I cussed one time, it would be noticed immediately and I would get, you know, they would, someone would write me down as one of their votes. Now, and I've had people in the program come to me and say, dude, you have a target on your back. You know, you just have to keep your mouth shut and, you know, not worry about it. Um, you know, and, and not, you know, just, just try to do your best to do good. So, and I've had people come, multiple people in the program say, you have a target on your back. People are going to notice the bad things that you do more so than other people. Now, I took that and I thought about it and I stood, I've stood on it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and I've let it just eat me alive inside because I hate being criticized. But... Who, who likes being criticized? <laughs> nobody. But here's what I did learn from this. And today is a prime example. I mean, I had a... I had a kind of rough week, but at the same time, this is what I learned from my 10 negatives and my zero positives. I've done, I know I've done positive things this week. I try to, you know, I try to be, I'm not, you know, I I try, but that so-and-so who doesn't get held accountable and I get more so held accountable, that leaves, the positive thing that comes from that is that leaves me with more room to grow. Right. Than it does the other person, or or just take that other person out of, you know, out of the equation. That just leaves me with more room to grow. That gives me more opportunities to show that I can change, to show people that I'm not, quote unquote, a bad person, or you know, a person who makes stupid choices, or you know what I mean. Somebody that can be um, held in high regards. Um, am I there yet? Probably not, but. That's just a part of being hated on and taking something good out of it. Um, and that's and that's what I basically did today, man. I mean, it's, you know, I struggled with it big time. But, and say, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I'm in rehab. And there's just so many negative thoughts. And, and you just want to take those negative thoughts and say, okay, well, what positive things came from this pain that I felt? Or whatever. It could be, you know, it doesn't have to be me being in rehab. It could be somebody's situation with their boyfriend or girlfriend or you know or somebody you know some you know their dad left them they were when they were young and maybe they could take that you know opportunity when they have kids to say I'm not going to do that to my kids you know or I'm not I'm going to make something positive out of this negative thing that happened to me for somebody else and not only that that's going to be positive for me in the end too so that's the biggest thing you know you're talking about being hated on but also finding hope at the end of it I mean that's that's where that comes from, man, and it's all mindset. You know, you can be stuck in your, especially in rehab. I don't have any distractions, man. I don't have a cell phone there. I don't have, you know, news that I can watch every day on the television or, you know, anything like that. I just have contact with the people on the property. I'm always and a pup and a puppy, yes sir, and my guitars, and that's it. You know, that's the only. I mean, I have other entertainment there too. We have, you know, sports and we can work out and stuff like that and. You know, we go hiking and, you know, I mean, there's still stuff to do, but I don't have the distractions from the world. So I get to think a lot more and I'm, I'm trying to use that time productively and say, okay, how does Jordan 
change this thing that he doesn't like about himself. And my dad told me today that maybe the things that you see in yourself, even if somebody says it to you and you don't believe that about yourself, you're like, that's not me at all. When they say that to you, it might not be who you are at all, but it's how that person perceives you to be. Right. So take that and, and, and change the way, just think about that. You know what I mean? Hold that, you know, put that thought in your head and, you know, keep that in your head that that might not be true in my mind, but someone saw that in me regardless of how I feel. Somebody said that it's fact to them. So like I said, when I do think about those things, I try not to stew on the bad part of it. I'm trying to turn, um, turn it into a positive thing because it's, it's, that's hard to do, man. And that's part of the reason why I'm there is because I've, I've taken the, the hands that I'm dealt with and sometimes, you know, I've dealt with it good ways. And then other times I medicated and got high, Yeah. you know, on, on opiates and whatever. So I just say that because there are, I know that there's addicts out there. I know that there's people depressed. I know that there's people who are struggling. There's rape victims. There's cancer patients. There's, you know, this and that. There's so many negative things in this world. But at the end of the day, our testimonies are what makes us stronger. Our testimonies are what can speak to other people to help them. You know, I might talk to a kid. You know, who knows? When I get out of this program, I might go into ministry for kids who have been abused and I can minister to them and help them out. I can use that negative thing that happened in my life and that thing that has destroyed me and hurt me for so many years and put that towards good works. And so maybe it's not always bad that bad things happen to us. Maybe it's a good thing in disguise, but you have to be willing to have your mind open to that because if you don't, then you will only take the bad things from it and it won't benefit anybody, including yourself. But if you use it for good, not only can it benefit other people, but it benefits your heart too. It can help you. So I just say that because that's, that's what life's about is your outlook, you know, and, and sometimes it's hard. Nobody's perfect. I still don't have good days. There's days when someone, you know, pisses me off and I decide, you know, all right, yeah, I'm having a bad day right now. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not saying that you all that you need to be perfect. But what I'm, I am saying, when you can catch yourself doing that, when you can be mindful of those things, to try to do that, you know, because it's it, it can't hurt you by any means. The only thing that can hurt you is keeping yourself in that low place and staying there. Yeah. Dropped like a lot, yeah, like a lot of truth just now. Yeah, I haven't gotten to tell many people that. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I live with a lot of guys who see me every day, and some of them don't even listen to me. So it's like, I don't know if I can be a positive force in this world, and not only that, if I can be somebody, you know, if I can be the man, I'll bring God in this one more time, but if I can be the man that God made me to be, um that I'm set, you know what I mean? Well, I think you're doing pretty good because I, I feel it. like this podcast is going to help somebody out. I hope it does, man. You know, I hope anything, um, any positive advice, you know, someone can take that and apply it to their own lives. I'm the type of person where I kind of have to hurt, learn things the hard way before I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to change now or I'll figure it out. You know, I figured it out now. 
So anybody who can hear that, you know, you know, anybody that's out there, I would, I would suggest, you know, opening yourself up and being real with what's going on in your life, you know, and then not only that, reach out to other people who care for you. You know, what I mean, I've always pushed people away for so long. You can't do that, man. Nobody can go it alone. We all think we can, and even the loners think they can, but they really can. There's something in this world that's good that can get you through it. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, that you do have to rely on yourself somewhat. That has to be yourself. But you can, you know, you can, you can branch out what's going on inside of you. It doesn't have to just be thought. In other words, people can know your thoughts, um, which is a scary thought to have. You know what I mean? Our thoughts are personal. They're private. Right. But if you can be real about them and be open, I mean, it's what 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 are you hiding at that point? You know what's left to hide? Where there's no more stress of that because it's out in the open. Just like you know, when I didn't want to admit that I had a problem, you know, for a long time I was on painkillers and I was on heroin, and finally my dad helped me get off of it. You know, I moved up to his house in you know in um, North Georgia, <laughs> a little yonder way, and uh, you know I isolated myself from people that I knew. Um, you know, I, you know, I started doing really good, and then it's like as soon as I started pushing everyone away, and I moved out of his house, and I moved, you know, away from him and all the people that were there to support me and make sure that I was, you know, to not stay on my ass about things, but just to make sure that I'm doing good, you know, that I'm not making stupid, crazy choices. Um, as soon as I started doing that, was when I started sliding back downhill, um, and then I, you know, I'd had a surgery again, and then. I really started taking pills again, you know, it wasn't, well, it's not heroin, but you know, the addict in me thought, well, it's not heroin, you know, it's just painkillers, which is what's got me started addicted to opiates in the first place. So it's still, you know, it's still terrible. You know, it's still not productive in any way. Um, so, you know, when I got to that, I'm getting back to my point, when I got to the point where I could admit that I had a problem, it's almost like, and this sounds cliche, but like that a, that a heavy weight had been lifted off of me. I was like, okay, it's out in the open. I can't deny it. People know what I'm going through. You know, they can help me out now that I'm being real with myself and I'm being real with them too. Um, because that's what it takes, man, is just being real with yourself and being honest, truly honest. Because if you're not, you're, you're living a lie, what's the point of living? You know what I mean? If you're living a lie... It's almost like it's almost like being stuck in the same place and you you have it's like you see your legs moving like you have the ability to walk but you're going nowhere kind of like that where you're just stuck and it's not even sometimes you're not even walking you're running yeah getting exhausted yeah and you're not, not going, going anywhere. anywhere exactly and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way man I'm exhausted man I you know I I Try to do this, and I'm just getting nowhere with it. Tired of doing this, tired of dealing with that, tired of having this around. Tired of feeling this way. You know, tired, you know, tired of how I am. There's or a lot who of people that are tired right now, <laughs> there, Jordan. There are a lot of people who are, in sick, who are sick and tired of being sick, sick and, and tired. tired. Exactly. And I say that all the time. I'm sick and tired Same. of being sick and tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. For real, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's... I get you. You know I get you. <laughs> I know you do. But I say all these things because it's 
Because it's helping me. You know, yeah. if it didn't help me, I wouldn't give, I wouldn't say that. You seem to be in a really good place. I can, and, and, I'm glad for that. And like I said, you know, I'm not perfect, you know. I mean, I still have my problems and I still have, I mean, I'm still a vindictive person sometimes, you know, when someone's criticizing me, but I'm learning. I'm in the process. I've only been there for three months. I got seven more to go. You know, I'm not saying that, oh, well, since I haven't been there long, you know, that, that just gives me the right to not grow. I feel like I'm not going to say that I've, you know, I'm changed, changed, but I'm, I've definitely, I've definitely altered some of my mindsets that I've had about who I am, about what I've went through and about how productive I can be and how those things, how they're not as so much counterproductive to my life as I thought they were. But I had to be real with myself and I had to say, look, I have a problem. I have not only do I have this problem, but a lot of problems have derived from this. And a lot of problems started before that problem started. I have to find the root of all of it. And then, you know, speak it into oblivion, to speak it out of existence. To say, I choose not to be this way. It's, it's a process every day. So it's not so much, are you perfect? Are you always going to be in a good mood? No. But how do you take that? How do you, how do you, what, where does your mind go as soon as you do screw up? You know, does it go to condemnation? Oh, I can't believe that I'm doing this or man, I'm such a, you know, I'm such a terrible person for saying that or get right, you know, go to that person and say, I'm sorry I said that to you or get to that person and say, sorry, I did that to you or get with yourself and say, I forgive me for right. what I did. And it's hard to do that. That's what I'm, you know, that's, that's where I am with it. You know what I mean? It's, it can't hurt me in any way to have that mindset. Do I still have my guard about people? Absolutely. You can't trust everyone. You know, I'm not saying that the world's idealistic, but, and the world's going to be bad, but that mindset will, will help you get through the bad things. you're so deep now I like it I mean you've always been deep but now you've got good points <laughs> yeah I appreciate it I mean I think we most of most human beings have the ability to have abstract thought and cognitive understanding of things you know what I mean it's just yeah. it's just how do we apply it Okay, I understand, you know, I understand, you know, running out in front of cars is bad for me, you know, but I, I have to not run in front of a car to keep myself safe or not run out into the street to keep myself safe. Right. It's, it's the application of it in your life. I appreciate you saying that, man. Um, and I'm going to keep growing every day, man. And I hope, I hope that I can help other people. You know, I don't, I don't think that I'm some righteous person or that I'm I'm the answer because I'm definitely not but I do know one thing you know that my God is definitely the answer and I wouldn't feel this way if it wasn't for how he's loved me and how he's taken care of me um, through those bad times and, and you know even now you know when I do have my doubts I just remember that I, I have a lot in my life you know worth living for and I just have a lot, you know. I have a lot more than I than I had, you know, had given credit to, I guess, before. And I know this is kind of cliche too, but it's like, 
you don't want to always just look at the glass half empty. You want to look at it half full as well. You know what I mean? Right. And not have to be, you know, you don't have to be idealistic about the world either. You know, a serial killer is probably going to kill you. Don't, you know, go camping with <laughs> You know, have a good sense of judgment. But like I said, you know, when you do screw up, how do you apply that? How do you how do you make that step to not erasing it, but learning from it? And then next time making, you know, that, you know, thinking about that moment again and being like, oh, yeah, I did this last time. And this is how that turned out. Let's not do that again. Right. That's dude. That's what life's about. Live and learn. You got to live and learn. Some people live <laughs> and some people learn and some people don't learn nothing and just live. But are you really living if you if you're not changing, if you're not doing what it takes to be all you can be? Like we all know those people still stuck in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or, or I mean, even just being emotionally undeveloped, you know what I mean? I mean, it takes a lot for a person not to react in a negative way to negative situations. You know what I mean? Not, I mean, like I said, you're not always going to be able to do that. But, you know, a wise man once told me that it takes, I said this earlier because it's important, it takes a stronger person to not react the way that everybody else would than it would for a person who's trying to be the tough guy or trying to, you know, react and, 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 and you know, whatever. Um, like I said, when that person came after me, I should have, you know, and said he was going to beat me up in front of my family, I should have reacted a different way and said, okay, where's that coming from? You know, where, where's our relationship at? Why would you say that? Um, and let's figure that out instead of, you know, all right, well, come on, big boy, let's, let's throw hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't throw hands with a big boy. <laughs> he's doesn't not. Earn, it doesn't end up well. You know, it, would, it wouldn't have ended up well anyways, but why risk that anyways? But that, that's not going to solve anything. You know, that's not going to make me feel better. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to regret what I said and, and you know, hate the fact that I, you know, went there when I could have easily have made the choice to not. Right. Um, and, you know, that's what life comes down to is making a choice. We have a lot of choices, you know, and you've got to be able to eventually make the right choices. Unfortunately, I had to make, you know, a lot of bad ones. But at the same time, fortunately, those bad choices, I mean, I'm, I'm at where I'm at now because of them. But, you know, if somebody can hear that and not make those choices, more power to you. You're smarter than I am. Well, you got any more knowledge for us, Jordan? Because <laughs> I don't even feel like I really need to say anything anymore. You don't? <laughs> no, you just covered everything I was thinking about and more. And um, I don't know. Um, I don't really think I should add anything to this. Yeah. Unless you have any more knowledge nuggets you want to drop. <laughs> Knowledge nuggets. No, I think I've talked for long enough. Um, that's another thing I'm trying to do is have a closed mouth when I need to. And I think, I think I've said what what was on my heart. Um, I will say this: this last thing. Um, if you are listening, or you know, if there is somebody out there 
who is struggling, just remember, I mean, I know people say this all the time, but it could be worse. But not only that, that there is someone out there for you to be there, to be your comfort when you can't be strong enough for yourself. And, you know, if you're a Christian, especially, God is always with you, man. God will all, you can always lean on him. You can always find answers in, in the most unexpected places. Um, you know, write it down. Ask why you're going through something. Try to talk to God, whatever. He might not speak in words to you, but he may speak to you um, through other people or through a thought you have. Um, the positive thoughts definitely can't can't bring you down. So I'm just saying that and that, you know, find 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 the good in things, not you know, not just the bad and take good from it. Remember guys, it's okay to be confound depressed as long as you're downright hopeful. <laughs>